0: From the Praise Light Media Studios in Panorama City, California, this is Anchor LA. It's Monday, the 2nd of October 2017. A man with a knife stabbed two women to death on Sunday at the main train station in the southern French city of Marseille in an attack the Islamic State group claimed was the work of one of its soldiers. Interior Minister Gérard Colombe, who went to Marseille to meet with local authorities and troops on the scene said police have video that shows the man attacking a woman and running away, then coming back and attacking a second woman. The video shows the man running towards soldiers who were rushing to Marseille's saint sorrel train station. The French soldiers shot the man to death after the attacks and authorities were working to determine if he had links to Islamic extremism. Earlier this month, four American college students were attacked with acid at the same Marseille train station. However, French authorities said the female assailant who doused the four Boston College students in that incident was suffering from a mental illness. The saint train station was evacuated and closed for several hours after the attack and Marseille police warned people to avoid the area. The train station was partially reopened late Sunday afternoon. While staying in France, Parisians and tourists were encouraged to stroll through the streets of Paris on Sunday as officials banned cars from its streets for an entire day. Paris has experimented with car free days in the past, but Sunday marked the first time the entire city was handed over to ramblers, cyclists, and rollerbladers. Only emergency vehicles, buses, and taxis were allowed on the streets from 11 a.m. until 6 p.m., while plumbers, lift technicians, and locksmiths were only granted road access if their work was deemed to be an urgent emergency. Thankfully, people who can prove that they live within the no-drive zone were allowed to drive directly home and park their car so they weren't stranded outside the city. The ban did not apply to the road running around the outer edge of the city, known as the Peripherique, but of course the mandated car-free day caused a major headache for businesses, the Paris Fashion Week, and people who live their lives within the city and don't or are unable to use public transit to get to or from their work, church, or other destination. But it seems the placebo-induced feeling of making a difference in the city and atmosphere for only about seven hours superseded practicality as free vehicular travel was pronounced illegal. On April 19, 1996, a dangerous weather pattern in the central US and Canada started coming together when thunderstorms started to explode in Iowa during the mid-afternoon hours. Although there were some doubts on specifics, storm chasers warned of a severe weather outbreak early on as the conditions were just right. That evening and night, 33 tornadoes hit Illinois and spread west and south into Missouri and Iowa, and east and north into Wisconsin, Michigan, and Indiana. In Illinois, the town of Decatur was hit by a large F3 tornado, as were the towns of Urbana and Ogden. Major damage and injuries occurred in all three locations, and one person was killed in Ogden. On April 20th, another outbreak, hit southern Ontario, Canada, injuring 9 and doing extensive damage across the southern part of the province. And then on April 21st, 1996, while a final tornado outbreak was produced by the first system in southern Quebec, another large tornado outbreak raked through eastern Oklahoma and western Arkansas, killing a father and son and two children in Arkansas. 498 homes were destroyed, while 620 had major damage throughout southeast Oklahoma and western Arkansas. The downtown business district of Fort Smith was devastated near the Garrison Avenue Bridge, and 89 people were injured. 117 tornadoes broke out in the Great Lakes, Midwest, and Southeast region over that three-day period. When it was all said and done, the entire outbreak over 21 years ago killed six people and did untold damage across the central portion of North America. The Protestant Reformation was ignited 500 years ago this year by Martin Luther when he posted his 95 Theses on a Catholic church door in Wittenberg, Germany. One of the foundational views to come out of the Reformation was the five solas, Latin for alone, standing for five key biblical points. Sola Scriptura, Scripture alone, Sola Gratia, Grace alone, Sola Fides, Faith alone, Solus Christus, Christ Alone, and Soli Deo Gloria, Glory to God Alone. Today's focus is on the sufficiency of scripture, being the Christian's supreme authority in all spiritual matters. This viewpoint sola scriptura simply means that all truth necessary For our salvation and spiritual life is taught explicitly or implicitly in scripture. This is not a claim that all truth of every kind is found in scripture. Contrary to outside belief, even the most ardent advocate of the sola scriptura viewpoint will concede, for example, that scripture has little or nothing to say about DNA structures or microbiology, the rules of Chinese grammar, or rocket science. An article published in Ligonier Ministries says that this or that scientific truth, for example, may or may not actually be true, depending on whether or not it can be supported by Scripture, because Scripture is a more sure word, standing above all other truth in its authority and certainty. It is more sure, according to the Apostle Peter, than the data we gather firsthand through our senses. 2 Peter 1 reminds us that we have the prophetic word, Scripture, made more sure, completely 100% reliable, and we would do well to pay attention to it. Now, Scripture is the highest and supreme authority on any matter on which it speaks, but of course, there are many important questions on which Scripture is silent, and the solo Scripture view makes no claim to the contrary. It only means that everything necessary, everything binding on our consciences, and everything God requires of us is given to us in Scripture. 2 Peter 1 tells us that God's divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. And as a word of warning, we must not, in fact, we are forbidden to add to or take away from Scripture. In fact, Revelation 22 tells us that if anyone adds or takes away from the Bible, picks and chooses what they believe and what they throw out, God will add to him the plagues which are written in the Bible. To add to God's word is to lay on people a burden that God himself does not intend for them to bear. To remove from Scripture even the smallest thing, is to take the Word of God into your own hands, elevating yourself higher than God and creating a system of your own apart from God's perfect design and plan, and it will not go unpunished. Scripture is the perfect and only standard of spiritual truth, revealing perfectly all that we must believe in order to be saved and all that we must do in order to glorify God. That, no more, no less, is what Sola Scriptura means. Thanks for listening to Anchor LA on Twitter at Anchor LA Podcast and Facebook.com slash Anchor LA, where you can find links and information to certain topics we cover in the podcast. Contact us anytime with questions or comments or call into our show directly on the Anchor app for Android and iPhone with input or suggestions for the show. We'd always love to hear from you. Until next time, from Panorama City, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Anchor LA.